How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. going on everybody welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier show i'm your host as always jamie filer and i am joined by the incomparable professor park how are you sir absolutely fantastic jamie how are you doing today i am really well for those of you who are watching this on facebook live or even after the fact you will see that matthew and i have our twin brains on our twin baseball shirts on it's going to be a good day I, I told him before we started recording that we're already on the same wavelength. So I'm happy. Um, Matthew, let's talk how to grow your fitness business, essentially without it costing you more time. Mm-hmm. Well, this topic, it's funny to me because, of course, I've had some calls the last couple of weeks, a couple of elite coaches recently. And this topic comes up on a busy elite coach or trainer coming to us, wanting yeah. to like grow their business. It's like, well, how do I grow without adding in a bunch more hours? Or how do I grow without like, you know, burning myself out even more than I already am? So yeah. it comes into a few things where, you know, I want to share on, on the call with you guys today as far as whether it's live or on the podcast you guys are getting on things to keep in mind on how you do that conversion or that piece of growth, right? Yeah. There's some things we, of course, we do in TRM as well that you guys will learn from Jamie, of course, in 10K and of course, other people we have at TRM as well. But the first thing is, Number one, you're, you know, right now the growth part is a few steps. First thing is this. Most trainers who are obviously right now are usually busy in their hours in a week um, aren't very efficient. Their, their systems as far as are, are quite all over the place. Payments are all over the place. They're, they're taking cash clients. They, you know, their onboarding is really non-existent. Um, they have clients texting them on four different portals. Um, you know, they're doing like almost like broken up days all in the course of the week, like a lot of double days or even triple days, you know, like that kind of thing going on. A lot of inefficiencies happening in their model. So I would say the first thing right now is a couple things. First off is you have to audit your first, of course, goes back to build a book and TRM is audit your process. Number one. Now, if you are not doing hybrid coaching yet, here's a good idea to keep in mind to obviously modify into it. So when you're already a busy trainer and you want to go and be more efficient and so you have a client or you have 20 clients right now in your business, 20 clients, and you're typically doing anywhere from two to three sessions a week with those clients, which is typically for most trainers. You want to try, if you can, converting those two or three sessions a week down to one to two on a hybrid model approach. Now, here's that thing, guys. So hybrid basically means this, guys, is if you're already a trainer doing, you know, sessions in the gym which is fantastic, you probably aren't maximizing the client experience or even the client check-in process, maybe maybe even at all. So if you were to possibly, you know, pick a day in the week and do your check-ins, say an in-person client right now you have at the gym, and start incorporating, cut back their sessions from two to three down to one or two a week. So it'll give them an amazing experience, kick their butt, push them to the next level, but now do their check-in on a Friday or a Monday, whatever you choose in the course of the week, and give them a certain routine to follow on those check-in processes. Sure. 
And that's number, of course, number one. And of course, modify that. And of course, you know, keep the communication, you know, dialed in as well, too. But there's so many small things. You know, of course, I mean, you're, you're like the efficiency queen when it comes to TRM. You could like literally probably take out 100 people and probably find a way to make it all work within, I don't know, five hours in a day. <laughs> you're, you're a machine. What advice would you give, Jamie? Um, oh my gosh, where do I start? So I would say, you know what, you're right. And I would say time management, but not just time management really, really precise time management with hard lines, boundaries. Uh, Because I think a lot of trainers think they're efficient, but then when they take a look over the course of their day of how much time they're spending randomly answering DMs here and there, randomly doing check-ins as they come in, kind of rather than, okay, I'm officially devoting nine till 12 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. for check-ins. And then that's my hardline boundary. If I don't get to it, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so my first piece of advice is get more anal, get more OCD about how you spend your time. That is an awesome advice. I love it. That's awesome, Jamie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give one more piece, different angle with this as well, too. Break all your clients down on a spreadsheet. If you have yep. 20 in-person clients. Put their name on a, on a spreadsheet. What are they averaging as far as what you earn from every one of those clients every single month? Mm-hmm. And find your five or three most profitable clients. Yeah. Right. And then from there, ask the question: How could you from there? Like, of course, right now, what trainer right now training clients? They put so much energy and time into their non-profitable clients, the ones that, of course, they're still like paying their grandfather rates from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're still answering, you know, eight to 10 texts every single day about their food or their spices or anything else in between. So all of a sudden now you're very inefficient with a very simple change to your process. Yep. Yep. Um, so I want to riff off that because I had a coaching call with someone in TRM 10K who is currently thriving and he has a hybrid model. And I said, tell me about your check-in process. And he said, well, you know, I'll typically either meet in person or hop on the phone with these women who are, and and it takes anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how much they have to say. And I said, okay, that's one way of doing it. And I said, you said all of these women, are they all, they're all women, all your clients are women. He's like, yeah, like 98%. I said, okay, are they roughly the same age? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I would say so. And I said, do most of them know each other because they've seen you in person at this gym? And he's like, yeah. And I said, why don't you just do like a once a week sisterhood meetup? And instead of 15 to 30 minutes per woman per check-in, you get all of them to sit in a group. They've got a community. They've got a tribe. They're hanging out with their friends. Maybe you bring coffee or green tea for all of them and take two hours over the entire, in one sitting, rather than 15 to 30 per client. That's really, really good. I love the angle. That's awesome, Jamie. That's so true. That's just a matter of just looking, be more efficient. One small change moves a big door. That's it. Yeah. Um, I've got another idea, but I want to go back to you first. Let's, you give another idea. Sure. So I think the other angle too, guys, is that when you break down your most profitable client, and your most, you know, of course, not as profitable client. You can also, if you want, transfer like half of that client load over to semi-private coaching. Raise your rates back up again, hybrid coaching style, 
go from two to three days a week down to one or two days a week, but of course, you know, have more of like this beautiful package that's more of a hybrid model with the current clients for more of the one-on-one experience at a tiered price point, your top tier. Mm-hmm. Maybe, for example, you have a rule of, I want to take on maybe five or six people with that model, which is totally fine. And then the rest go into small, small private coaching, which of course can be a tier two level where you break in certain courses of the week as well too, which can get you back 10, 12 or more hours in the course of a week easily without even losing any income at all for getting back time. Totally. Uh, so that was actually going to be mine. So that's brilliant, Matthew. Again, I knew we were going to be on the same page. Um, the other thing you can do is, as you mentioned previously, bring up your entire client roster, see who's paying what. Also see how frequently certain people cancel, right? What their rate of I can't show up is. Perhaps those are the people that might be worth completely transitioning to your online coaching service, right? If there's someone who still enjoys working out, but they had just have a stupid, insane schedule or they're on somebody else's clock, right? So they get called back into work or they get called being into overtime and you're like, oh my God, you're ruining my schedule. Why not just completely not forget it, but like just move them to your online model of training. So you'll still get uh, to check in with them. They'll still get your workouts. You'll add on nutrition, which you weren't doing with your in-person clients before, right? Just completely move them over. That is an amazing idea, Jamie. I love that. Um, kind of run off of that as well, too. You can also, guys, take, for example, if you're doing double shift in the course of the day and you want to keep doing the double shift thing, here's what you can also do to make that even more efficient. Say you have double shifts almost five days a week or even whatever you got in the course of the day. You move to hybrid coaching, which, of course, you go from a little bit more to less frequent course coaching in the course of the week. And pick your three mornings you want to do strictly just morning blocked coaching and don't do afternoon. But the afternoons do the other days on three days a week. So, for example, so you say you have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's from like 7 to noon is your morning block, but the other day is going to be off for you. And then from like one to or two o'clock till eight o'clock on Tuesday, Thursday is your block for afternoons. Like basically break it down where it's again more efficient. Because I mm-hmm. find that trainers when they do a lot of this breakout, um, like two to two, you know, twice a day kind of breakout stuff with coaches, clients, they lose so many hours traveling or walking to the gym or yes. whatever else in between. They can be working on their business or just recharging their batteries or just going for a walk in the park. Yeah. Um. Here's a really good one. And you mentioned tiers. Okay, hear me out. Yes, we have tiers of clients, right? We've got platinum or VIP. We've got gold. We've got silver. What if you decided to take on an assistant coach and now you have tiers of coaching? For example, if you're like our friend um, Greg McCoy or Jace, right? They train competitors. Let's say, and that's their niche and that's great. What if we say, If you're national level or IFBB pro, you get Jace. But if you're NPC or just just getting bitten by the competitive bug, you get Jace's assistant coach so-and-so, right? So it might be worth hiring your first employee, maybe, if, if that's where you're at in your business, to train everyone who isn't at this level, right? 100 percent that is a brilliant idea totally that's more of like breaking down the boundaries you know like you just mentioned jamie with your assistant coaches training them up 
and then having your tears with the coach. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Well, even your client, Amanda Voicin, is that very similar with, with her model as well. Yeah, she did. She essentially, so what Amanda's doing, that's so great for you to bring her up, Matthew, is Amanda has her particular roster and she's really happy with it. And essentially all of her clients are grandfathered in. She likes who she likes. Any new in-person client, most likely going to her assistant coach, Andy, any new online person also going to her so that she gets more time freedom. And then Andy gets to build up her roster as well. Yeah. That is so true. I love that. I guess it really kind of comes into Jamie. I guess whenever you teach TRM 10K module 11, you're always talking about that model. We, of course, we have built a book, which of course this week in TRM. And when you get a busy coach coming, they're typically the booked coach already. Like, so you almost have to, you basically have to go back and again, you know, watch that training, of course, um, and learn and re basically understand your current model and audit the model you currently have and then rebuild it. Yeah. Rebook yeah. it. Yep. Which is, which is totally okay. And it might mean a little more work on the back end, or you take a week break from doing things in order to restructure other things. Um, I think that's another thing that a lot of trainers, and I know I myself was nervous about this when I took Katie on, trainers are nervous to make big moves because of the disruption it'll cause in their current business model. But if if you're good only ever running your current business model, then congratulations. That's amazing. And no one would ever blame you. But that's probably not why you're listening to this podcast. It's because you're not okay not breaking the ceiling on the next place you should go. So, you know, just like we tell our trainers in TRM, the beginning is scary and messy and creating a system and copy and cleaning up the back end is so time consuming. But Again, that's where you burn 85% of your fuel. So guys, setting this up, implementing the things that Matthew and I are talking about is going to burn you out, but you'll be able to recover just like a workout. You'll come back from it. You will be super compensated physiologically and psychologically, and then your, your business level will be over here. That is so, so, so true, Jamie. You know, now that you mentioned systems, I think it's kind of cool for us to kind of go in there for a second and just talk about that, you know, yes. for a moment, right? Yep, yep. You know, we have the TRM engine with Laurent. We have other things, of course, happening with you and TRM as well, Jamie. So it's more of like talking about the steps and systems that you could do, the simple steps. Mm -hmm. And one simple step, as obvious as it can be, is literally just getting reoccurring payments going. Um, I know it's basic, but how many trainers, you know, that are busy just take cash or they email transfer people or they... Send an invoice never gets paid for a month or here's my link and you forgot to, like you just forget because you're paying clients yeah yeah um that's a great one to save you time um and also save you those awkward conversations that are like oh coach i'm sorry can we wait till payday no your car insurance doesn't wait till payday and your cell phone bill doesn't wait till payday right it's just something else you budget um next thing wasting time chasing clients for check-ins something you could totally automate, right? Just as we send out reminders via our CRM Tuesday morning for our call, Thursday morning for our call, we send recaps after the call. All that is automated. So we don't have to chase people to be on the calls. They show up because they get those automated reminders. That is so true. I want to go back to payments for one second, Jamie, because I think it's one of the things a lot of the elite coaches who will have like already a full roster of clients typically still to kind of do is they'll, they'll sell a pack of sessions. Mm -hmm. 
a six pack, a 12 pack, a 24, a 36 pack, which is totally fine to get your money up front or in certain chunks of payments afterwards. But managing the sessions and mm. the payments is like hard for your freaking brain. <laughs> When if you want to build cash flow in your business and of course even build like a recurring model is like move to, you know, a certain agreement or contract over a certain term, whether it's six months, 12 months, whatever you do on a monthly recurring model that where they pay you every month for a certain package you're going to be offering in the business. The stress you can alleviate from that for a busy coach is literally insane. It's insane. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that so much. Um, trying to think about systems. What else can we do? Well, looking at the onboarding. Yes. Client, client files in the onboarding, right? Yep. Yep. So, also, go, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no, no. You go ahead. Your idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. We had a call with Ashley yesterday, actually, new TRM, but she actually was coming back in TRM here after about two and a half years. And uh, she's been coaching for over 20 years in the industry, a very veteran coach and, you know, world champ, all the all stuff in between. But she had systems right now that are really kind of not really there at all. Like her programming was still on her computer. Her files were still like, you know, in files, you know, in her filing cabinet at the gym. Um, you know, there was no real check-ins. They were kind of all over the place in the course of the week. Like think of like just that optimizing of those simple things is giving her back in, literally in the first call already, probably two to four or five hours already in her week. Yep. Right. Yep. So those simple, even like onboarding of like how you onboard the client, have their files in your G drive or on, whatever, wherever you have your files can literally be a, a huge time saver. Cause it's funny because we're talking on the phone. I'm like, yeah, where are your client files for your clients? Well, she had to go out by their computer and take time to actually send me them over somewhere else, yep. which literally is like time wasted. Absolutely. So that reminds me, we also have other clients who used to, and I'm sure this is going to sound familiar. You guys are going to be like, what's wrong with that? They will literally write out their clients programming in notes on their phone right? And then adjust in notes, whereby if you use the Google Drive and upload all of your templates and then click copy and paste into G Drive uh, for each client, obviously, and then customize it, all you have to do is open up your iPad and say, okay, I see that I'm training Matthew. Last week we did this. All right, let's run the upper, upper power program. And it's already there and we don't have to fiddle with it and type it in. What did we do last week? No, no, no. It's, it's there in a spreadsheet. That is so, so true. I love that, Jamie. You mentioned boundaries, boundaries as well at the beginning of our conversation. Yes. Want to talk more about the boundaries thing at all? You want to talk more about the boundaries? Um, so I guess it's, you know, hard, hard and fast build it, book it, right? If you say that you're going to be reactive and put out fires and answer emails, answer emails, I want to be clear, not check-ins, not outbound messages, answering emails from 2 to 3.30 p.m. every day, that's all you get. That's all you get. You get 90 minutes to put out fires, okay? So there will be no fires put out at 8 a.m. Just because you get a cancellation at noon, doesn't mean you put out a fire then two to three 30. And this applies to everything, right? If, if I get a client today, okay, it's Thursday, but I don't do my programming until Monday. I don't say, Oh, well, you know what? My Friday's not so busy. I'll, I could just make her program on a Friday. Nope. Because the worst, the, okay. The best way to build confidence is to keep the promises you make to yourself. 
So if you tell yourself Mondays are for programming, two to three thirty is for putting out fires, and every day before twelve is for check-ins, and you start not keeping to your own promises, you're you're in the process of destroying your self-confidence every time you do that. That is extremely extremely important, Jamie. I love that you shared that. Um, I think there's also one part on boundaries that I want to share as well is, and it's kind of almost going to be a different angle of boundaries is on where is your cap before you start to make changes? Yeah. The coaches, they they want to bring on leads, bring on clients. They want to bring on more and they want to get more. And all of a sudden they're so busy that they get so burnt out that they're almost lose their passion for their, their training all because they're just so darn busy and there's nothing in place to manage the business at all. Right. Things are falling in the cracks, right? Yeah. Um, they want to hire a coach, but they have no time now because they're working 50 hours a week with clients. Where do they yeah. find the time? So be aware, guys, of your cap as an elite coach or a coach in general as you're building. How many clients do you want to have while still great having your experience or making an adjustment to keep building your business? That's I also a boundary to keep in mind. Yep. Yep. Um, and Matthew, okay, yes. So I love that you just said that. Another boundary is knowing your limit in terms of growth. How many times has somebody, myself included, come to you with an idea that wants to be implemented yesterday and you're like, I need to digest, I need to process, I don't know if this is what the business needs right now, right? Like, you know, whatever, uh, six minutes ago, I presented the idea of taking on an assistant coach to, to for your low, maybe that's not where your business is right now. Maybe you don't have the capital, maybe you don't have the startup, don't rush it because that will be artificially growing your business. Like, yeah, you can, you get to brag that you've taken on your first employee, but you don't even have enough clients to like pay the overhead rent. Right. Exactly. And that is so freaking true. It's almost like we get so subdued by like, you know, we're seeing other people that are doing better or they're, they're actually, maybe they are being art because it's more of like a superficial thing yeah. and we caught up in everybody else, but we won't focus on ourselves as a coach. Right. And like, you're an incredible coach. Like Jason's an incredible coach, Jamie, you know, like all of our leaders, they're all incredible. Everyone's team is an incredible coach. Yep. But the thing is too, is everyone has their own business. They want to grow a certain way. Yeah. Not everybody wants to have trainers. Maybe, maybe people just want to have a, be their own coach for the next 10 years. That totally is fine. Yep. Right. Each yep. of their own, but yep. just know where, like you mentioned, the boundary is like, if you want to build awesome, like what can you build towards? Like, again, understand where that is, that cap is for you yep. build toward it you know, as you build it out and then still enjoy your life as well. Like if that's time with your kids or taking time off or traveling or going to a TRM event or hanging out just on a beach somewhere, those yeah. times are also precious as you're building your business. Cause if you're in a gym seven days a week, yep. like I don't care if you love, love training, you, you, you upgrading your skills is also important for you to keep learning as well. Yeah. Right. hundred yeah. percent. Um, so, 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 but on the other hand, okay, wait, how to grow your fitness business don't not, you still have to move. If Always. you grow your fitness business, you still have to take chances, right? Sometimes you do have to spend money to make it. That's what small yeah. business loans are for, but make a, make a smart decision there. So I think that would be, that would be the last thing I would say is that how to grow your fitness business, just grow it, be ready to grow it. Well, here's an example. It's almost like this, Jamie, it's almost like a graph of like, you know, say you came into your or you're growing your business or whatever, and all of a sudden you get this trajectory. But there'll be time when you actually have to like level for a little bit just to kind of get things in place here to go to this level, right? And if these aren't done over here at this level, 
whether it's skill development, systemization, improving your sales processes, whatever, even the marketing to go to here requires a different level of you from here. That's it. Yep. Matthew, I love it. I love it. Any final words on, on scaling, growing comfortably at a good pace while not stretching your, your time? Okay, this is going to feel like it's a TRM pitch, but actually it's not. You need someone in your corner to help you. I don't yeah. care who it is, whether it's TRM or somebody else, you need someone to help you because you won't see your blind spots, guys. You won't. You think you'll know it all, but it's like, trust me, I've been there. We've, Jamie, you've been there before. You think yeah. I got this all figured out, but all of a sudden you get someone in your, whether a mentor or a coach or one that you trust in your corner in any level, they see a blind spot or a bottleneck or a change. All of a sudden that one small thing gave you five more hours in your week to hang out with your kids or less stress for you now because now you can go to here to here. So get help and support in some capacity somewhere. Perfect. Matthew, (laughs) I think we crushed it. I think that was really Jamie, what are last thoughts for you? I want to hear some last thoughts from you. Uh, I mean, I, I, I essentially gave them. I don't want anyone listening to become stagnant. I want you to actually take what we're saying and implement one thing, whether it's automatic payments, an assistant coach, time chunking and sticking to that boundary, going and getting help from a mentor or coach, make a move when you hear this. 100%. And growth is your game, not someone else's game. Yeah. So grow at your level you want to grow, but Jamie's exactly right. You don't stop growing, but just because don't always attach growth to a number. Growth could be systems. It could be cleanup. It could be hours back in your life. It could be an evening with your kids or even with your wife or your husband. That's also growth as you're building your company and then stick on your path of growth, not Coach B's path over here in the corner. Awesome. Matthew, thank you guys. If you're out there listening, thank you so much for spending the last 25 minutes with us on whatever platform you're on, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever. Please make sure you subscribe, like, and rate us. It helps bump us up in the algorithm. We appreciate you so much. Also, if you like what you heard, make sure you're sharing on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Tag us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. Have the most amazing day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.